You're listening to. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. My name is Mindy Chang. I am your host. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, and thanks for coming back if you're a return listener. Um, I'm so excited to introduce this episode because it's a continuation of some conversations I got to have in New York City while I was there for Tribeca Film Festival. And this episode, I'm sitting down with the amazing, hilarious, awesome Ronnie Chang. I got to meet Ronnie through working on Crazy Rich Asians, and Ronnie's seriously one of the funniest uh, most hardworking and, and humble and sincere people I've met in the industry and just in general. Um, I've been a fan of his for a while, seeing his work on The Daily Show. And uh, seriously, from the moment he, he graced my screen, I was just like, who is this guy? He's, he's amazing. Um, so I'm so grateful and humbled that he sat down with me to catch up at the Canal Street Radio, uh, which is a podcast station at the Canal Street Market. And so shout out to those peeps, especially for uh, Michael Stewart, the producer of 699 per pound who helped hook it up and set it up. I'm just really inspired by all of the stories that are happening and all the spaces that are being created for diverse storytellers. So it was really, really cool to do this episode. I hope that you enjoy it and enjoy getting getting into Ronnie's mind because uh, he definitely shares a lot through his comedy Um through through the Daily Show and through his stand-up, but this is just getting to know him, more of his life, his journey, and he's an endlessly entertaining person. But yeah, shout out to Ronnie. Thanks so much for being on the show, and thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to support this podcast and support my work as a podcaster on this channel, please go to First of All. No, don't go to First of All. Go to patreon.com slash First of All Podcast and become a patron, uh, which is an on- ongoing crowdfunding opportunity um, to support creators like me because this helps keep the microphone on. And I just truly appreciate those who are contributing every month to keeping this podcast alive. And yeah, if you're interested in sponsoring too, hit me up, first of all, pod at gmail.com. Follow me at Minjeezy. And yeah, without further ado, here's my episode with Ronnie Chang. I'm okay, man. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Yo, thanks for, I don't know if you can talk about this on the podcast, but thanks for hooking me up with uh, Steve Aoki. <laughs> you are welcome. That was like, I was so happy. I wasn't even at that party, but I, I was like, I got to connect <laughs> with Steve Aoki. That was such a crazy connection. Did you have fun? To get, yeah, yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. And like, um, uh, he, like he, he was, he's busy, but his, his, uh, he, him and his friends were super nice. Very nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so before so. people start like asking me to connect them with Steve Aoki, I know yeah, someone who's you know, very close with him, and like, yeah, it was really really cool. And it's funny because I connected him with somebody else to Steve Aoki, and then he's like, "Are you ever gonna come hang out with right. us?" And I was like, "Uh, right, soon." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you messaged me out of nowhere about it, and yeah. it was like, and then um, 
I happened to be in Vegas. And so it was a, like it was it was such perfect. a random connection. Yeah. It was perfect. Well, he really wanted to meet the Crazy Rich Asians cast. So yeah, basically yeah, that yeah. friend, they, they saw the pictures that I had posted on. Right. Instagram's crazy. Right. And also, also I, I, I repped you properly. Like I didn't, I wasn't like a weirdo around. Oh, I, oh, I wasn't like, you. yeah, I wasn't like <laughs> taking photos. No, but you know when, yeah, first of all, like around people, like around anyone, you want to be like kind of professional. Yeah, for sure. Especially like if we're in the, the entertainment industry, we yeah. should be professional because you don't want to, you don't want to be like you're borrowing his whatever contact or like the relationship or, or, boring, yeah. or even you're borrowing his like like you know fame fame yep by you know whatever what so. is your protocol on that i want to know yeah i love yeah. that you talk about that that's yeah. something that i actually have been wanting to talk about with etiquette people. just kind yeah, of like because yeah, yeah. yeah. professionally even if you're you're not even famous but i deal with like yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. like running collaboration back in the day was working with a lot of like youngsters uh-huh. and i was one of those people mm-hmm. too just like someone right out of college, mm-hmm. but they really, really excited about meeting artists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But how to do it in a way that's like respectful. Yeah. And not weird. Yeah. Gen- I mean, usually people are, for the most part, pretty respectful. Okay. Um, even when they ask for photos, uh, it's, I mean, I've never had a real problem. Like, any. I've never had a photo request gone Gone wrong. Gone wrong. Okay, because um, I was going to ask you, do you have an example of when it was like super awkward or like... No, I mean, sometimes if it's like, uh, if it's like I'm having a fight with someone on the street and someone asks for a photo, then that's... No, I'm just joking. Okay, like, I was like, yeah. well, it's New York. <laughs> I was like, it's yeah. fine. I was um, like, oh, so you're a real New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I almost got in a fight on my way here, but... You oh, know, really? <laughs> no. Did someone push you off the sidewalk? No. That's a very common thing for Asian women in New York. What? Yeah, people push Asian women off the sidewalk. Why is that a thing? They just like they go like get out, get out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to process that. I'm getting angry and it hasn't even happened. Yeah, I'm angry just t- just thinking about it as well. What what happened here? Oh no no, I was just kidding. But it was really oh. funny because the last time I was in New York, I legit felt the emotions. Like I felt kind of low key violent because this woman, <laughs> I, I sat down next to her and my elbow like gently brushed her. Oh. Uh, and she was like on her Kindle or something like uh-huh, reading and uh-huh. like her arms were out like that yeah, and so. Yeah. So, like, I was sitting down and yeah. kind of got in her space in any, like, a millimeter. Yeah. And she, like, aggressively, like, pushed me off. Yeah. And I was like, yo, do you need a hug? Like, what is your problem? What did you say? Did you say something? I didn't oh, say anything. I was yeah. my California pansy self. I just, like, I was like, my bad. No, like, that, yeah. You're... I probably apologize. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, are you are you uh, California born and raised? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we I can talk about that. And, like, we can talk about the New York aggression in a little bit. I've Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. Oh. I, do you know Do you know six ninety nine per pound? No. They're another really great podcast, like Asian American podcast. And they're like, they're New Yorkers. And uh-huh. so we had a little conversation mm-hmm. a little while ago talking about, that. I got schooled and, I, and I've been around. So like, and I want to hear your perspective. Cause like, Oh, on New York? On aggression? New York. Yeah. Um, man, we got so many topics. I mean, I, didn't even, <laughs> I haven't even fully unpacked the Steve Aoki thing yet, but uh, you, you can go there. I mean, like it's, it's on your clock. Like I, oh. I'm like just happy to sit down and chat with you. Yeah. That, well, I mean, um, uh, I think the, you were asking about the protocol. I mean, generally, people are pretty respectful. Like, if you see someone in a weird situ, like I always say, thanks for saying hi. Like, it's nice that someone. Usually, the energy is really good. Yeah. Um. Sometimes, uh, the the thing that's been happening lately, which is a little weird, is when they go. 
can we do a video? Do a video, you know, instead of a because you know how like like millennials are doing video. Gen Z, let me. I want to defend our Gen, Gen Z. Okay, <laughs> Gen, Gen Z is doing like they'll do videos now instead of selfies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Selfies quick and whatever, but yeah. then the video becomes like you know. There's that. something more live action. Like I was really with this person. Yeah, and more than just. And a usually second. they ask you to do a shout out, and that's mm. when it gets a little bit like don't 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 do like requests and stuff. Yeah, like, just, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna take a photo, <laughs> like photos are great. I yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So there's something there with that, and then uh, anyway, but yeah, the protocol I. The way I, I conduct myself around uh, like Stevie, uh, Stevie Oki or people who um, I admire, like other comics. Um, like I remember when I was five years into comedy, I think I got to, I got to open for like Dave Chappelle, and then I got to open for Bill Burr. Wow! And when you're opening for them, in my opinion, anyway, you're there like professionally. Yeah. And so, you know, you like you want to give them space, yeah. and you also want to like not. Yeah, you know, like up in the grill step. or taking yeah, yeah. photos and stuff. So For you just sure. be professional. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, that, that's how I kind of do it. So around For Steve, sure. the same thing. And also, when someone like you referred me to them, mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to, like anything I do also will, will kind of reflect on you. I feel so honored that you like think that far ahead. That's all. I mean, yeah. Well, no. yeah, that's it. everybody, right? Like, let's say you off you you intro someone to for a job or you you vouch for them, right? And then if you act like a piece of shit at the party or if you, uh, if you act, uh, you know, weird around someone, be a creeper or whatever, like or overly aggressive with yeah. the networking mm-hmm. or you know trying to get someone or ask him some dumb request, like oh for sure, like you know whatever whatever the dumb request is, yeah, um, whether it's promote your. Your your uh you know drop my album. Can you like tweet yeah? Can my you tweet album? my album or something? <laughs> even something like that? Which which sounds like which sounds benign and it sounds like you gotta shoot your shot. But yeah. sometimes you don't have to shoot your shot. Sometimes sure. you can not. You can sometimes you can not shoot and you just, can just just hold back. A you second. can hold back. You can pass the ball. For you don't sure. you don't always have to shoot. You could you could you know you can triple threat yeah uh, triple threat. <laughs> I don't know all these basketball players, <laughs> but I, I like I get the context. Yeah. So, like, I understand. Yeah. But I feel like it's a lot of the skill of like reading a room. Like there's a yeah. Korean word called nunchi, and it's mm. just about like that sense of like right. reading the situation <laughs> you know what I mean because yeah. sometimes they're like I met celebrities are super super down to like yeah. take photos and videos because yeah. they kind of have that energy about them yeah. and like yeah. I've had even people that I've met that I was like not even going to ask for a photo but they're yeah. like hey do you want a photo yeah, and I'm yeah. like yeah sure so same they thing. opened it up same thing yeah. I'm like okay yeah that's and I was cool. like do you mind and they're like I mean, they're like do you want and I had somebody say like do you want a photo or do you want like a, a shout out and right. I was like so let them kind of yeah, yeah. guide that yeah and I mean what you just Describe. I didn't know there was a Korean term for it. I wonder if there's a Chinese term for it. Probably. But, but Marvin? <laughs> I mean, essentially what you just said is EQ, right? Just yes. reading a room. Like reading, yes. reading the energy of people. Yeah. And it's surprising how people can't do that or sometimes they don't care. And then if you're like, we're kind of show, you know, we're into, like, I, I, it's so weird to say showbiz professionals, but we, we are like, this is, we're but, professionals in this industry. We work in this industry. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to get really from a selfie that, you know, uh, I really, uh, like, you know, I, I, look, I'm, I'm a victim of Instagram dopamine hits as much as anybody. Right, right, right. But, like, if you see someone you really admire, what are you going to get from, like, get, if, as opposed to just going up and saying, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. Right, right, right. I really love this that you did. I just want, you know, and, I've yeah, had like, to I don't know, I get more too. of that. I don't know, just to more. interact with them genuinely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like exactly. you got to say, I really exactly. appreciate what you did. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a sincere lot. interaction mm-hmm. than, than like trying to get it for 
uh, like trying to borrow their fame for yourself or to get your Instagram. Yeah, to get all, guilty. All, I'm gonna be like completely yeah. real. No, no. Look, hey, I, and I say this, you know, like it's very preachy, but you know, we've no. Like, we learn. It's, you're coming from a place like we've done that, so it's like it's and it's weird. And then you're not on the flip side now, and it's like it's an interesting transition. I'm sure. Sure. Be, yeah. Like because I mean, you do a lot of college tours. I saw that you you were like I do some college. Yeah, yeah, it's been um well you tour in general and then like you've gone to some colleges and stuff and yeah, I yeah. you repost them. It's so sweet if you're like posting these oh. kids who are just like <laughs> freaking out. Uh, yeah, I mean the the I do maybe a, one college a month maybe, nice. um, but I do more like comedy clubs and like my own theater yeah. tours or whatever yeah, for, yeah. for stand up comedy. Um, and I always go into American colleges, um, like it, inside I'm like oh no the, I'm always like have expecting it to be terrible and dreading it and like a bunch of kids on their phones or like I'm you know I'm gonna say something someone's gonna get too sensitive or yeah. whatever some yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've never had a bad college experience in America really? yeah it's always been great that's amazing um, I mean part of that is I think uh, whenever the colleges have me it's always in the right context it's mm-hmm. always like in a proper performing space yeah 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 um, and also, the kids that show up are always really cool and down for it, and no one's on their phones. And every time I go for those college gigs, I, I go in like like with um, pessimistic. I always come out like optimistic for the future. I'm like, yeah, this kid's gonna be all right, man. <laughs> this the future, we're good. Yeah, we're, yeah, we are in good right. hands. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one hundred percent how I feel. Yeah, yeah. And I've worked with a lot of colleges, and it's so, and that honestly warms my heart as a former college organizer. Like right, I, I right. used to do that. I put on like the culture night and whatever well, sure, yeah. in college, and it means yeah. a lot that that's appreciated yeah, yeah, because that's always the fear because that disconnect of like oh this person that I admire so much yeah. they're so young right. and it's like so fresh and like yeah, yeah. they don't have many encounters with that kind of like yeah, yeah. they're like oh my god we booked Ronnie Chang he's gonna be here that yeah, means yeah. so much to them Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah versus yeah. maybe like a comedy club where they get a lot of amazing right, comics right. but they're kind of used to that that yeah, yeah, vibe yeah. on a regular basis no you're right that's like exactly wide eyed yeah yeah <laughs> and you know the production values usually are really cool yeah. um, when they put on their own show um they i don't usually get plugged into someone else's college show but the few times i have been um yeah it's been like i've always been like man these guys are super talented like it's really cool yeah yeah it's really cool that makes me so happy they (laughs) are the future we love them (laughs) i actually did a recent podcast sitting down with generation z just because like i mean i'm in the middle millennial right Mm. and like but i was like they are in they grew up in a different world like a lot of similarities right but it's really interesting to hear that perspective, and I, I got, I felt like I got schooled too, just on like how much you like look at them, like oh they're so privileged, or they have a lot of easy things. You can Google everything, and like, you know how to do that since you're like two years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like, there's a lot of like anxiety and depression, and a lot of issues of no, just sure. growing up in that environment. So it's good I that I feel like they get that in person interaction. Yeah, with somebody yeah. they admire. So that's a good reminder to be like. Yeah, I need to be in rooms with people. I need to talk to people. Yeah, talk and, to people, and yeah. um, and and yeah, exactly, and also. Even though we're in our own bubbles, all of us, uh, not just Gen Z, yeah. uh, but like you said, they're kind of in their own, they have their own world, right? Their own language, their own culture, their own way of, uh, of doing things and of consuming content and whatever. But they still have to interact with this analog world. Yeah. And so it's interesting when those two collide yeah. and how they do it, you know? And yeah. most of the time, it's fine. Yeah. Sometimes there's some weird, like... F- like weird um, teething issues when the two worlds interact. <laughs> like when it's a little clunky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like like when, um, for example, you know, I'm I'm from the, I don't know, I, I some I'm not even that. I'm like 33, so whatever. <laughs> but for me, it's like e- yeah, email email <laughs> is like professional. Yeah, email is when you when you want something professional, it's email. Mm-hmm. You can you can initiate 
contact on some other stuff. But if you actually want something to get done or you want it's email, right? Yeah. But then they don't do like, you know, they no. like, they're like Snapchat messages or some, yeah. you know, something coming yeah. in and you're like, what? How I was like, you? I can't track the conversation. Yeah. It's gone 24 hours later. Exactly. What are you doing, <laughs> exactly. man? I can't, the whole me- <laughs> minutes of the meeting are gone now. Yeah. And we they don't, don't know exist. What to, yeah, what are we supposed to do now? What, yeah. what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that, you know, but they don't, but most of the time, you know what? The smart, I again, I gotta say, the smart kids, they know they they know how to. They're professional. They know how to yeah. fit into the analog world. Yeah, that's oh okay. So yeah. in summary, we do have hope. All hope is not lost. Yeah, I do. I have a bit about it about how like um, these uh, like what like we were, were so down on these kids, but like you know on this generation. But what did they ever actually do? Yeah, like what did they do? They just took selfies. Yeah, that's, all, that's the worst thing they did. They yeah. took selfies, and it's like no. They also figured out this generation figured out how to make money. In ways that like from their bedroom, yeah, which which they honestly they quite frankly had to do because the baby boomers destroyed the global financial right. economy yeah. in two thousand and nine. So like they managed to they had the ingenuity to figure out new ways to make money. That's how I look at. it. I'm very yeah. defensive of like all of the yeah, yeah. the crap. I, mean, I feel like being in that middle, like we're like the millennials, and like we get our share of the crap. Yeah. Be that as it may, like mm-hmm. as valid as all the selfie taking might be, there's yeah. still so much that I defend. I'm like, sure. there was a lot of like crafty, strategic yeah. entrepreneurship or yeah, like yeah. survival skills yeah. that like totally came into necessity. Yeah. And like we went, we're just going with it. Yeah, yeah. And values. And yeah. values that people probably previously didn't have, you know. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. people can't look at a company and they're like, am I going to work for it? It's like, am I going to make a lot of money? But like, are you sustainable? Yeah. Do you yeah. Do yeah. yeah. Are you fair trade? Like, do you exactly. pay fair wages? Like, yeah. it's, and that's great. I yeah. love that. Like, consciousness exactly yeah so i'm These just kids. curious too because like you came from australia and yeah. you're like I, I listened to one of your interviews and you talked about it too before well, in another study I, I do research yeah, yeah. uh i'm learning um yeah. but you're talking about like law school and it's just so funny because a lot uh-huh. of the questions i get uh-huh. whenever i'm talking with, like students or just like my peers in entertainment because yeah. i was pre-med oh yeah, yeah yeah so it's just like interesting that pivot everyone's so like curious about how that yeah. how the hell did that go for you yeah yeah <laughs> How did that go for you? Oh, um, me personally? Yeah. Uh, I I never worked in law, so uh, I didn't have to like, give up a job. Well, I mean, I, I gave up job offers. Okay. I didn't I didn't give up like a... I wasn't like working and then... Because I was curious, quit. like how deep were you in it? Like, yeah, because you had gone... You went to law school Yeah, I, was, I, I got I got called to the bar. So I passed the bar in Australia. Uh-huh. Um, and I was... Uh, I had a job offer for... Uh, um, for Accenture, it was this uh, technology consulting, yeah. Uh, but that it was the offer was in Malaysia. Okay. Yeah, and um, I, that was the only time I had to turn down like a corporate job for comedy. Got it. Yeah. But so were you that clear? Like you're like, okay, I'm doing comedy, and that was it. Was because a lot of people like dabble. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're like, I'm gonna do it while I'm working at Accenture. Yeah. I'm gonna like go <laughs> yeah. every like Friday, Saturday night, or yeah, whatever, which is dude. completely legit. That's most people, and that's yeah. that's incredible hustle. I I didn't have that option because I was I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a proper job. Like the Accenture thing in Malaysia was a was a proper offer. Okay, but it. Um, it would it would mean you know moving back to Malaysia at that time, which I I I actually didn't mind doing, but um, I didn't get any like uh, to be quite frank, the opening, uh, you know, it was like a entry level Accenture consulting job. Got so, it. So um, I didn't get like any corporate offer I couldn't refuse. I wasn't a very good student. Like I was. Oh, very, really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get any. I, I didn't get any real law firm offers or. 
um, anything. So I was doing better in comedy than I was in law. Really? So that what does that mean? You're doing better in comedy. So you're like booking gigs. Yeah, I, was, on your, I like... was making. I was still making no money, but okay. I was getting more <laughs> but shows. Booked. I was getting more like you know like bar shows in okay. in, in Australia. Okay. So I was doing that more. I, I was getting like more and more stand up shows. I was getting more stage time. Then I was getting job interviews. Wow. So I just kept doing that. That's, yeah. that's really, that's why I love getting to know, like, what is people's measuring stick of success? Because that's yeah. different. Like, if someone's saying, like, I'm getting all these gigs, but I'm getting zero dollars. Yeah, I was getting zero dollars. Then yeah. no, you know, then oh, to them, right. it's like an easy, like, well, I'm going to get a salary here and benefits and yeah. healthcare. I'm going to go here. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something. That's a lot about you. Yeah. It, uh, it, well, man, I mean. Uh, I'm I, like reading your. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think, I, I don't think of myself as some, like, um, you know, pure dream chaser right but i i uh, yeah i I was i had way more fun doing stand-up comedy it was going well i i remember having one foot out the door the whole time like oh i should stop this now okay i should stop this now but then it just i need to do one more show and then no no i just kept getting booked on more shows and so i just couldn't like i was waiting for it to stop i was like oh now i have to get a real job now right but yeah and then it just never stopped. I just kept getting more. How old were you at that time? I was uh, 24 when I graduated from law school. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I just keep getting more gigs. Yeah. What can I do? But, and by the <laughs> way, when I say getting more gigs, by in Australia, Melbourne, which is the comedy capital of Australia, even then, I'm talking like I was getting like I went from one gig a month to like one gig a week. Oh. Meaning it wasn't even that much. That is a lot. Well, well coming from like an actor standpoint, like I'm like if I got a oh, gig a week, that's right. uh high. It, took, it took a year to get to one gig a week though. But if you compare to New York where you're doing like, you know, eight a night yeah. or 10 a night, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was like the stage time wasn't so, so when I say I was getting more geese, it wasn't like, oh, it was kept pouring in. <laughs> it just went from like, it went to like one a week. But if we wanted and to frame when, it mathematically, we'd be like, it was a 4% <laughs> increase. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, when, when you say one a week, you're, you're saying like 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. And I, I also did feel there was something there that I wanted to say. And I, yeah. Th- th- so I definitely had some internal like um, feeling that yeah this is something I should be trying to do because yeah. if I don't do it now I'm not going to be able to do it that's a lot of the mentality it's like if yeah. I, like when can I do this again There's yeah. a, it's kind of like this feeling of urgency or like yeah, yeah. the scarcity yeah. of time and opportunity and some yeah. people like go for it and some people don't yeah and I'm, I'm going to say something that probably no one wants to hear but, say it please but uh, <laughs> if you like if you want to do I don't think stand-up comedy is the be-all and end-all of entertainment. I love it I because I'm in it, but I'm very well aware that it's its own bubble of storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the highest pinnacle of storytelling. I'm just saying it's one form of it. Yeah. It's my personal profession. Yeah. But if you want to get do stand-up comedy, and I think this translates into any creative area, it's like how much are you willing to give up to do it? Mm. And I mean, Jeremy Lin says the same thing about NBA basketball, basketball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He goes like, if you, do you want to do it? How badly do you want to do it? Like, because sacrifice is a very easy word to say mm-hmm. and it's very easy, it's a very easy word to hashtag on Instagram mm-hmm. when it comes down to doing it. Dude, it was like, I, you, ha- you have to, no kidding, you have to give up, uh, are you prepared to give up uh, l- l- uh, your love life, uh, friends, uh, for family, mm-hmm. um, health, mm-hmm. mental health, mm-hmm. um, you know meal uh, options all this uh, stuff are you willing to go that stuff because that's that's what happens um if you do comedy guess what you're you're working at night mm-hmm. and you're free in the day usually mm-hmm. and that's the reverse t- schedule of most of your friends and right. most of the people you want to meet meaning that when they're free you're working 
And then when you're free, they are working. So mm-hmm. you're probably never going to see them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you get good at comedy, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start getting booked on weekends. That means that you have to be on the road on weekends. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be around when, for weddings, for funerals, for you know, anything. Um, you try to date someone. Well, guess what? If they're, if they're working any normal hours, you're probably never going to see them. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's not going to work out. And, mm-hmm. you know, so all this stuff, like, are you willing to do all that stuff right. to do it? You know? So yeah. that, you know, it, it, we're, we're talking about... I mean, the, we kind of started this point on like um, um, knowing that you wanted to do it, yeah. and then it's like the next point is like, well, how much are you willing? How to much do, do you to want? Do it? Yeah. yeah. How much do you want it? You know, do you, are you willing to do all that? Because you literally have to do all that stuff. It's, that's that's actual sacrifice. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I'm not trying to put myself on. A, I'm just I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal. I'm no, just it's not. That's, that's a very realistic yeah, advice. Yeah, and that's what you know. Yeah, and that's the that's the nut, nuts and bolts. Like when you get down to the nitty gritty of actually accomplishing things which are have uncertain outcomes mm-hmm. that's what you just have to be able to like preach yeah, yeah. well that's it look i got that same advice though like i was mm-hmm. actually in that pre- the pre-med world and i was about to graduate college i got the same advice from pk the guy who created collaboration yeah i met him recently but you go on yeah, yeah. and i totally he's stepped great. him at when i was like 20 years old and i mm-hmm. like he started collaboration so i was like he's the pinnacle of like telling asian americans to go become artists like i was expecting exactly. him to validate my dream yeah, yeah and he's like don't do it oh really? so his his advice was oh, a shit. known <laughs> Of like, but he's like, if you really want to do it, yeah, go work. He's yeah. like, finish school, uh-huh. go work. Uh-huh. If you still want to do it after you have worked and have a salary, have vacation days, have uh-huh. like, you know, uh-huh. he's like, you're smart, Minji, like saying all this nice stuff. But uh-huh. he's like, but if you're not willing to give that up, then yeah. you don't want to do it. Yeah. So that was like that's one way to look at it. Yeah. I kind of, I find my way to say the same kind of advice. Yeah. I was like, do your research and like understand what it takes to actually do the thing sure. that you are saying that yeah. you want to do yeah, yeah. and give it a shot. I'm not trying to, but I was like, don't go into it with eyes open yeah. because and, it's going to require the, that. The, the, the problem with that is that you can only know so much. Again, like sacrifice is the thing, it's easy to look at, mm-hmm. but until you experience it, it's very hard to yeah. actually experience it. For so sure. it's hard to know until you're actually in it. For sure. Um, and the, I met PK, he's a great guy. I met him for the first time. I saw him. Yeah, he was the be- yeah, he's the best. Laugh man, Factory, right? Yeah, Laugh Factory in in Los Angeles. Like yeah. he, put, he put me on his show, and man, he's just the best guy. Super, super funny. And and sacrifice on his. He yeah. hustles so hard yeah, and yeah. has for so for long, long because time. for his for his three babies. Like he gave up a lot of the comedy opportunities he had oh my God. because he has three I kids. Imagine, yeah. But every freaking week he's at comedy Laugh yeah, Factory because yeah, yeah. he still loves it and he still wants to be in that yeah. space. And his wife and him figured it out. Yeah, and that's another point is that. Um, that uh, another great point with show business especially it's like um if you're doing again with stand-up comedy i can only speak to stand-up comedy i can't speak for youtube or acting even or whatever but it's like if you're doing it for fame or money Mm -hmm. like you're never going to have enough money and you're never gonna be famous enough Mm -hmm. because this it makes no financial sense to do it (laughs) oftentimes you're losing money yeah even when you do make money it's like the money you're making it like it doesn't make sense compared to other stuff you could be doing. Every year when you do your taxes, you're like, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so, so the point being that like you you have to be doing because there's something you want to express. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and it, it takes time to get to that point. Obviously, when you start out, you know, you're you're we're all doing it, you know, because we want to get be on stage and we have egos to express. But ultimately, like if you're trying to do it for money or fame, it's like you're it, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. Especially nowadays, we don't have monoculture anymore. 
it's like you're never gonna be if you're doing it for fame. It's like mm-hmm. no, that's always gonna be a huge like population who never knows who, who, who you never are. cares <laughs> who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. doesn't and, know your name. Doesn't and know which your is thing. completely which is completely fine. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. But you're doing it because you have something to express or something that you like doing. Then, right. You know. I'm it, curious though, and like because you're saying like there's something in you when you're starting, and yeah. it is a very uh, specific kind of like. I don't know, like battleground. I'm thinking of like yeah, stand-up yeah. comedy because yeah. I've had to do it in acting class. I've done sure. it twice so far. I did once for Jenny's Jenny Yang's uh, comedy comedy fest, yeah. and I almost puked my guts out. The two times that I did stand-up, one was for oh. like <laughs> a safe space in class, yeah. and then the other was like in front of an actual audience that sure. I didn't know. It's a bunch sure, of strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do it because I legit was on the verge of vomiting. Like oh. <laughs> I can't do this, and I host a lot. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking in front of people all the time. But yeah, something yeah. about <laughs> the stand-up comedy format. Like, I'm yeah. here to make you laugh. I'm yeah. here. And there's a different expectation. Yeah, yeah, of course. What yeah. was it that, like, drove you to, like, do that? Like, was that, na- were you, how nervous were you, A? And B, what was the thing that you wanted to say that, like, you wanted to get up and express oh, yeah. when you're starting out? Yeah, uh, so I think, the, obviously, the first time, everyone's super nervous. Man. Yeah. Someone, there's this comic in Melbourne, like, uh, Dave O'Neill. He's, like, a, uh, one of the o- older guys. And he, he's going to hate that I said that. Um, <laughs> he's, like, older than me. And... So he was headlining when I started and he would say, he said like everyone start, everyone starts stand-up comedy, just a scared person in a room full of strangers. And mm-hmm. that's true. It's like we're all just scared people, you know, we're all a bunch of scared people on stage in front of a room full of strangers. Um, so we all kind of start from that point. And yeah, I was super nervous the first time I did it too. But everyone's job is tough. Like you've got aspects of your job. Like I'm like, I can't figure that out. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, so we all have, um, you know, parts of our job which are hard and stand up has that part which is that hard that everyone looks at and they're like I could never do that if I you know you pay me a million dollars I don't yeah. think I could survive like that people, people can but yeah like yeah. That's, obviously that's difficult to stand up I think it's super hard you know mm-hmm. trying to make a room for people expecting to laugh, laugh. Yeah. what was you your know. first bit then what was like do I you remember I got a recording of it oh yeah I got very a recording nice. yeah I'm gonna put it out I'm, I'm thinking of like attaching it to my special oh very nice time. do yeah. it that's amazing yeah, yeah. that's such a great yeah, like yeah. show of progress and like transition of time. Yeah, and it's uh it's exactly ten years to the day almost. I was March two thousand nine. What? When I started, yeah. So I have this video of the first. Time I, I can't wait show. to see that. Yeah, okay, <laughs> not to spoil that. Cool. But um, okay. How long was it? Was it a ten minute set? It was. I think it was like seven minutes or okay, five, so six. It's so crazy how long or how fast time can feel yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're like. Oh shit! Yeah. I have ten whole minutes. Yeah, yeah. But then it like flies by. Yeah, how slow it can feel if you don't have material, and yeah. how fast it can be if you. The prep you is do. insane. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you, we, you, that's why we're doing so many shows a night, just so you can tour on weekends. This is why actors are different. Like, you get words put in your mouth for you. You just have to memorize them and, yeah, and say I mean, them convincingly. No, I, you know, you know that's not true. You're I know, I know. A, I, I, um, very, uh, I really admire the actors I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Or even actors I don't work with. And now, ever since I started acting more, I, I've started watching them with a different eye now. Yeah. Everything, like, little facial expressions, the little, you know, because I, I, I'm, I'm not a trained actor. I'm also not a very good actor. Like, I'm okay at playing myself. Mm-hmm. But, if you know, character stuff and all that, it's it's quite beyond me. And so, I, like, when, when I'm watching other people play stuff, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's how you play that. That's interesting. That, yeah. 
that like the 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 change in tone or the pacing and the or, choices they make to yeah, like yeah yeah I'm like, man that's really that like it's that's really cool the way they did that I love that you appreciate it because not everybody like <laughs> people I mean we all appreciate different aspects of like TV yeah. and film something yeah. like the story is really cool or the yeah, effects yeah. are really dope or like the premise or whatever I'm just I'm obsessed with acting I'm like either I believe that you are this character yeah, and yeah. like then I watch you very like yeah very closely closely yeah like I don't buy it like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're trying to see like any cracks in the right which kind of ruins it in a way because I'm like not fully I'm not unless I'm like fully and that's when I'm like I'm watching a true master of their craft because I'm like watching this character I mean that that brings that brings me to the point of like you only can appreciate things if more not only but you appreciate things more if you if you try to do it yourself Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh my god this is crazy yeah you know what they're doing is 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 um unbelievable yeah and but that's only because you tried to do it yourself if you never tried to do it you'd be like it sucks yeah like, that's why it's so funny that people we all have so many big like big opinions and big like yeah it's like that's like that's so stupid like who did yeah, that it's like garbage yeah. like did you ever try making a computer yourself yeah. like, <laughs> this is stupid and like what I'm like do you yeah. know how much work it took to like literally like I have my electrical engineering friends and I was like I know how hard their work is right. so I'm gonna be totally this connected me to some like satellite out there and now I'm talking to another person in Korea like I'm grateful for that yeah so it's totally it I can mean, take a second again yeah I talk about it in my stand up there's people it, you can't how can you how can you criticize without creating mm-hmm. how can you have perspective you mm-hmm. can have perspective mm-hmm. you know? so well, hopefully yeah. we keep making art that makes people think of stuff like that that's why I, I appreciate comedy I'm like I'm not a stand up comedian but yeah. I uh, didn't know the beauty of comedy because I thought I wanted to be Meryl Streep right. and I still do sure because I'm Korean I can cry you know like I want to make people right. weep but like when <laughs> I I did like a, a couple BuzzFeed videos the K-dramas like, in your blood oh 100% yeah. Yeah. the trauma and the crying it's yeah. like all there on the surface like uh-huh. ready to go <laughs> um, but when I did uh, a couple BuzzFeed sketches with Jenny Yang oh, yeah. and we got a bunch of views and like people were just like you know comment and this is when we did read the comments but people yeah. were like I'm dying it was stuff about Asian yeah. moms yeah, yeah, yeah. And like making people laugh yeah, yeah, yeah. was mad addicting. Yeah, yeah. I it's was addicting. like, oh, yeah, I want to do comedy. Yeah, yeah. And the actors usually, you know, some of these actors, they, they got uh, great comedic timing. Yeah. With the way they pull it off. And because yeah. they've got the acting ability to play characters or even um, like... Uh, you know, do accents or whatever it is, so they can get it can get pretty amazing. It's it, so yeah. specific. It's like a freaking science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Comedy's yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great comedic actors started as dramatic actors. Mm-hmm. Like uh, who's that guy, Naked Gun? Oh, uh, Leslie. Leslie Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Leslie Nelson. Yeah, he was like a dramatic Shakespeare guy, oh. and then he became like one of the best, you know, like comedic actors. The reverse, I heard. It's Anthony Hopkins. I heard is one of the funniest guys uh, ever, oh, and that really? he wow. wanted to do comedy. But like his look and everything, oh, like he couldn't do it. And then That's he funny. did, you know, <laughs> he became Hannibal Lecter, yeah. and you can't go back. <laughs> yeah, from you can't go back from that. <laughs> I don't know if you can. That's I mean, really that, funny. that'd be really interesting. And I like even like Jim Carrey in Eternal Sunshine. Oh yeah, That's Jim Carrey can go both ways. I think Steve Carell can go both ways. Oh yeah, know, yeah. Um, but he, I mean, Steve obviously started as a comedic. He still is a comedic actor. The Office you know? is one of my favorite yeah. shows on the um, planet. Shout out uh, former Daily, Daily Show correspondent uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, and he. Uh, who else was that guy? Who? Oh yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Like I watched him in Westworld, uh-huh. and then uh, you go on YouTube and watch like acting breakdowns of Anthony Hopkins in Westworld. Nice. And see all his little like. His like, choices. Yeah, like all the little things he does in just one scene to like give it. 
you know, emotion and versus all the, the script and like yeah, what you, it's yeah, like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's out of control. Like I actually got yeah, yeah. I oh, I would love to meet that guy. Yeah, I just Duncan like Hopkins. Do you, what are the shows that you like to watch? Is there stuff that like do you have time to watch a lot of stuff? I mean, you're a freaking you're filming the Daily Show all yeah. the time. You're on tour. Yeah, my rule is I only life. I only watch stuff on planes. Oh, okay. So yeah, as in I'll bring my my iPad, but but that's like your time to watch something. Yeah, it's only time I'll. Is watch. there something you're watching now that you really like? Um. Yeah. Every, every everything. Um. Uh. I don't. I don't like a lot of stuff. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, oh, I'm watching a lot of One Punch Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's this crazy anime. It it's it's so it's it's so funny. It's about this like and it's like drawn in a very typical anime way. Okay. Japanese anime way, but the the premise is this one guy who he it, he's a he was a normal guy who became the strongest person in the universe. And so he goes around being a hero. Okay. But he defeats everyone with one punch. One punch. And so the whole thing is about how he's just this like unstoppable force that nobody knows about. And he looks super silly. He's got like a bald head. He looks like <laughs> a like an egg shaped, you know. And it, it's very meta. Uh huh. And it, it's like it's making fun of the genre, but also like a, a work of art in its own right. Yeah, it's for just sure. really funny. Yeah, one punch. That man sounds is cool. So it, it's it's so funny. Like the sense of humor is great. You know, I like a comedic anime. Like I think yeah, of anime, it's, it's very like cute and very like yeah, uh, yeah. like I don't it doesn't I don't really vibe with it. But I would right. watch that. No, no, like, it, that's the thing. The art style is very like it it, it it plays it straight. Yeah, but the content is so silly. It's yeah. It's so I'm down. Like I'll it. check it out. Yeah, One Punch Man is crazy. It's great sense of humor. You know, like on the Rick and Morty level, totally different show. But I'm just saying in terms of like. Oh man, this they like they get their genre so well, and yeah. what a good reverse on the story of this guy who is undefeatable, like invulnerable and undefeatable. He's basically like the Superman of the universe, but nobody knows. Yeah, and so you never suspect. Yeah, the whole the, all the other characters don't know, so mm-hmm. it, you know they're playing off that. And he, so his his struggle isn't defeating enemies; it's the day to day, like having money to buy groceries, <laughs> and he's like. You know, he's like trying to get discounts at supermarkets because, dude, it is, is really funny. Yeah. So relatable. Yeah. We are all, we <laughs> one, are all One, one Punch, punch man. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out One Punch Man. That's cute. Yeah. So I'm curious because you did a little shout out for Daily Show correspondent alumni, Steve mm. Carell. I was just curious because um, you said, I, I found out that you, so you did a show with Trevor Noah, like you were doing yeah. like a stand-up comedy show and that's how you guys connected. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. like, I love that. I love the origin stories of like how people like actually got right. into into the universe that they end up in. Right. Because there's so many steps behind it. It's not just like, oh, it's oh, like yeah. some miraculous thing that yeah. like fell out of the sky. And that happens like yeah. randomly. Like you get stopped on the street is like yeah. I must have you on my show. Right, right. But like, how did uh, how was it getting to know Trevor? And I also know Dulce on the show. Dulce's freaking amazing. Right, like right. I I love your show. Oh, thanks so much. And you guys have like evolved so much. And like yeah. I love the content. Love thanks what you so say. Yeah. How has that experience been for you? Like going from kind of meeting Trevor at a stand up show. To oh, like, right. He um yeah I did just for laughs in Montreal with Montreal. him uh, in was 2014. No 20, 2013. 20, no, it was 2013. And um, uh, the Montreal Just For Last Comedy Festival is like, it's like a, a comedy convention. It's, it's been going on for decades now. It's like well-known, like beyond well-known in the industry. It's, mm-hmm. At one point, it was 
is the it, whole industry was going to Just for Laughs and is it always in Montreal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's always been I've heard Montreal. of Just for Laughs. I had no idea it was in Montreal. Yeah, it's Montreal, and you know all these guys came out of that. Tim Allen would come out of there. Um, they broke a lot of people. Like um, broke out. Um, what was that? Uh, like you, it used to be you would go there and like if you had a good set, you get a sitcom stuff like that. You know, back in the eighties, yeah. Um, and now it's still a very prestigious festival. Obviously, the 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 industry has changed around it, but yeah, yeah. it's still like a it's prestigious to get invited to just for laughs in Montreal. Yeah, Even though, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's you know it's it's such a one of those just quirky like. Why is it Montreal? Why is it you know, in Canada? <laughs> I was like, is it in French? Like, what? Yeah. They, they actually have three weeks of French stuff. And then the English thing was only one week. Oh, wow. So it, it beca- now it's become like a convention, comedy convention for American comedy. So the agents and reps will all go there. That's Com- really cool. Comics will go there. will perform for a week. Um, anyway, so yeah, I did a show there in 2013 with Trevor. And it went, it went pretty well. And then um, he was very complimentary. But then... It's like we didn't exchange numbers or anything. Yeah, I didn't speak to him for two years, and then, you know, when he got the show, I I got a uh, I got asked to audition for it, and obviously I it, he wasn't it wasn't clear at the time, but obviously he was promoting me uh-huh. to get he was pushing for me again on the show. Yeah, that's amazing. But it, it's not like he sent a message to me like, hey man, blah blah blah, gonna do this. But right. It came through the proper channels. Yeah. But and I suspected it was him because he's my only connection to the whole show that world was completely foreign to me I was in Australia at the time okay and then um, afterwards you know I can't confirm I, I can't confirm it with him yeah like he, yeah and he was like yeah of course of course I want you on he wanted someone he empowered someone to uh, speak for a, a large population of people he did you know like for you know as cynical as you want to be he he saw that there was a gap for Asian people uh, a Come voice on, for Asian Trevor. people yeah, and he, yeah. he and I was very lucky to be the guy he chose to do it. Yeah, right? and you know, he, he he wanted that though. Yeah, he had the foresight to do that. So I, I owe him a lot. That's I, awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, both I mean, yeah. both you guys did the work though. It's like it's all these like sure. really kind of like serendipitous moments of like you got sure, to be yeah. and connect, and then all these other pathways led to that. Yeah, but yeah. like it was both of you guys doing great work on your own independently. Sure, yeah, to yeah. bring you to those places for you to go through the proper channels to be brought in for an audition. Yeah, but then yeah. like so you had the goods, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really interesting to be in Hollywood and see that how people try to hack their way in. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I'm like good on you for being like really ambitious and like yeah. having vision like yeah, yeah. I'll give you that yeah. but also like can you deliver once you're there can that's you really well, yeah. important like absolutely yeah. you know so I think um, having like the integrity to be like no I, I put in the 10,000 hours to be like an amazing yeah, yeah. comic so that when like exactly. the opportunity comes yeah. I'm ready yeah, yeah. Trevor can put in a good word and it's all gonna be it's yeah, all gonna yeah. Be you, you can back it up yeah you know the, the last thing you want is to um, have a, a a good five minutes, but then when you need to do thirty minutes, you got not you know. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the analogy. It's like you want to be able to back it up with with skill sets. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then we had the Jesse Waters special, and then just like all of Asian America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reveled like we're like yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that clip, like it gave me so much life because I've I've talked about it on my podcast repeatedly how. There's like a lot of fire in me and I have a lot of opinions and thoughts right. that are very against the grain or like uh-huh. a big you know, <laughs> middle finger to the man. But I feel so many like self-imposed or like externally imposed limitations of like I can't say that because that's going to 
screw my career or like oh. <laughs> I cannot insult. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of that. Like, I can tell. By, like, I traveled the at least the continent and spoke with all these Asian American kids yeah. for the last ten years. There's Man. so much of this. Like, they wouldn't even talk to me because they're like, "You're the director," and I was like, "I want to hear what you have to say." Right. You know. Right. And like. But, like, if that's even that and you're in a safe space with, like, someone that you're in the same organization with, imagine, like, how much even worse, like, if you're, like, have a a dick of a boss who's, like, completely disrespecting you or, like, you're caught, like, you can't, you can't even, how? Like, and that's, there's this, like, barrier, I feel like, for me at least, like, watching your, your, uh, that segment, it broke something. Oh, thanks so much, yeah. It broke something. And I was like, okay, we're, Uh, let's talk, like, (laughs) you. Kyle, like, <laughs> talk to you. Yeah, um, it. Yeah, I guess I'm lucky that I just didn't care enough about my career to <laughs> to have to go. Well, I mean, thank you. Yeah, like, like honestly, it's like a lot of the time, you know, it's it's you're able to say stuff because you don't like. I, I I'm not answering to. At least I don't. I, we all work for AT and T, I guess, right? Because uh-huh. they own everything, or whatever. I mean, we all have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. We all have a boss, I guess. But um, I'm just saying, like, I don't have like a corporate. Yeah, I just don't have. I don't have to have that filter, I guess. Yeah. Which yeah, which helps. Which helps comedy. a lot. Yeah, which yeah. helps with comedy. And that's important for comedy. I mean, I feel like yeah. you should be able to say what you want to say. Sure. Yeah. 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 And, and also say it for other people who can't say it because they got freaking mm-hmm. mortgages or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got. I got. I got no assets. So yeah, it's just. <laughs> I got nothing to lose. I can go. I can go bankrupt for this joke. Yeah. You're like, I'll go to Accenture, <laughs> Malaysia. That, that, that is real sacrifice. Bro. <laughs> exactly. I'm willing to go. <laughs> you are a true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a true hero. Hero <laughs> for art. Yeah. <laughs> we thank you, Ronnie. Thanks so much. Yeah. Can I ask you questions? You want to take a selfie? Yeah. Oh well, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I've already asked you for that. We have a great selfie where you have like a cigar in your mouth. That was at the Crazy Rich event. Oh really? And you're like you're on cloud. Nine. It was great. I was oh, like so happy to watch everybody just have their night. It was that was a really great night. Oh, it's very nice. As uh, I mean, so it's kind of condescending for me to say this to you. So I don't mean it as condescending, but it's very nice. Thanks, thanks so much for your support. Always very gregarious with it and sincere. I think and, and yeah, and, it is. And you've been working tirelessly. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, well, it's fun for it's like it's funny when I talk about it because like when I started collaboration, there was just like a volunteer thing in San Francisco. Yeah, it was to create a. It's I mean, collaboration is just a talent showcase. That was like the birth of it, and that's what PK wanted. Just a stage for Asian American artists to go like go be dope. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. And uh, we need to see that. We need to see each other like yeah. break dance and rap yeah, and yeah. like tell jokes. Yeah. And so for me, I got in because I, I wanted to meet famous people. Like that was right. me at 20, whatever, like being like, I just want to meet people that I like on YouTube. Sure. And I got that. And, right. it, and it's like those incremental things reinforce like, oh, I can do that. If I make a show, I can invite whoever I want. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. can fundraise and we can bring out yeah. David So and like, you yeah. know, get to know him. And yeah. that was really, really cool. And so it's really funny for me. It's been like everyone, and I appreciate that because it, it is very much, I've seen through a lot of different means how, how much this means. Sure. I understand like, because it meant a lot to me. Sure, yeah. Um, but I, you, you learn, you can't assume that it means as much as something means yeah, to yeah. you to someone else. Yeah, yeah. But I got to see firsthand through live shows and yeah. live audiences and people crying and people laughing yeah. and feeling proud and like having their yeah, moment. Yeah, it exactly. means a lot, you know? Yeah, I so think so. And it's altruistic, but it's also very selfish because I was like, I wanted to meet... <laughs> Party's no, movement. I, I, yeah, but also, I mean, it, that's that's the weird thing about that movie, right? How fractured the Asian American community is. Not not to mention the Asian diaspora in general. Yeah, um, for sure. Internationally or whatever. But for that movie to actually be able to be a legit 
kind of rallying or at least accessible to that many people. It's yeah. like it's unbelievable because on paper, if we we know Asian people, man, like it on paper, it's almost impossible to get the freaking. We can't even get the like Chinese Taiwanese people to talk to the Chinese Malaysian people. One hundred percent. Much less you're talking. Um, you know, you're talking. You're trying to get the um, Vietnamese. Uh, you're trying to get the Vietnamese Chinese, yeah. which are different people. Yeah. You're trying to get the Vietnamese Chinese Americans. Yep. You're trying to get the Taiwanese Americans. You're trying to get China, Chinese Americans, not mm-hmm. to mention the different regions of China. Then you got Chinese Indonesian, and you're trying to get all these, you know, the Thai people. But and you and people and they don't they don't know, man. Yeah. Like, like quite frankly, white people don't know. We they don't know. know. We know because we we interact with these communities. And yeah. So you're trying to get all this stuff to, on one banner. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the how impossible that task is and the yeah. fact that I think they managed to get something for everybody. You know? I'm glad yeah, they yeah, did. And yeah. John, like, it was really cool to see what, like, I got to know John right as the rough cut was out. So I got to see it. Oh, right. I, I, see, oh, I, I watched it five times. Man, you got clout. I, I, it was fun. I was just like, well, I felt so like, I get to watch the rough cut and give right. my opinions. I wrote a freaking essay. I felt oh. like I was like, I put more effort <laughs> into that than yeah, my yeah. SATs. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I fell asleep in my SATs. Like ASMR is real. Like all the paper and pens, I just passed out. It was bad. Wow. Um, but I still went to college. So you contributed to it. Yeah. That's actually, awesome. I actually was on the advice. So a series of events, like I got to meet John. I invited him to the conference that I collaboration that. we yeah. like did. And so he got to understand the Asian conversation a yeah. little bit more, which was dope for him to like kind of have these, these talks with people yeah. and talk with me about it and like our staff and just be like really... John's such a great guy. Like, he's just so, he's humble and he's very, like, willing to be like, oh, I don't know this. Like, I love that about him. He's like, I want to understand this better because I don't know this. And I'm like, that's so much better than, like, oh, I know this, like, acting like you know when you don't. And and the fact they had the genius, not just for storytelling, but the marketing to try to engage the community. Right. Because the fine line you have to hit for that, that movie, you have to make it authentic enough that you get the street cred from the Asian people. Yeah. But you need to make it accessible enough so that what everyone likes but it. But everyone can enjoy yeah. it, yeah. And, and such a fine line to hit. They could easily have gone... It, it, because they could easily have ignored the Asian community because the bigger market is the other market. Yeah. And so we'll just market it for these people. For sure. And it doesn't the matter. market. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't... And in their heads, like, it doesn't matter whether these Asian people get behind it. Right. We just need to break even. Right. But the fact that they're like, no, no, let's get something that these people can be proud of because if you get the authenticity, you can build on that and hopefully people jump. But that, the fact that they took the effort to do that is um, unbelievable. For sure. Because if you know anything about Hollywood production, like when it gets to the studio level, usually it's just about the bottom it's line. It's just numbers. It's just it's bottom just, line. You're just yeah. data. But it the fact that they had, and you know, uh, so all these stories coming out, like they turned down Netflix mm-hmm. to... Uh, he wanted a theatrical, theatrical release, yeah. you know, and yeah. turn out a lot of guaranteed money, yeah, life changing money from Netflix to go. No, we want a theatrical release, so yeah, you know, all these we want people to show up and go and yeah. like invest. That was really so. I met John, and then shout out to Cape, and like, there's so many organizations yeah. that like I've known in my world, and a lot of people don't know, maybe never will, yeah. But I, I want to give them their shine because it's like orgs like Cape and and A3 Foundation and collaboration and like all these orgs, we got tapped and we tapped each other too, yeah. and that's kind of unprecedented because. A lot of Asian orgs. This is me throwing shade and being real, yeah. but like a lot of them is like a lot of competition, and like they don't, they don't. Oh, they, it, oh, I can say shit. that I'm not the executive director anymore, but like, yeah. but like that's been a problem sure. in the community because like community is only insofar as like it benefits my organization, and so beyond that, it's going to be like mm-hmm. a little bit limited. Sure, yeah. So then, because of that, Crazy Rich Asians was a rallying cry, and people yeah. did 
go around that and then cape and all these other orgs like brought in more people and then like john it was like a, another series of events yeah um that brought in different people different people yeah, and yeah. then i got to be on the advisory board with warner brothers so yeah, because crazy. of yeah. all that and john being at sundance and all this stuff yeah. um getting connected with warner brothers with tara yeah um it was really really cool yeah. and i i was actually kind of the one that broke the love fest mm -hmm. and i said the thing about like a lot of asian people hate each other so yeah. everyone was just like feeling really good no, and we're like this is a yeah. historic moment and I was like, I love y'all too. And yeah. also, yeah. there's a lot of people that are like being haters. Thank you so much for doing that. And you contributed to the movie. And they were like, wait, what? You know, and like right. they're and they're so willing to hear that right. too. And Warner Brothers was like, well, so we want to understand that more. So yeah. I, you know, I don't know all the Warner Brothers movies for that effort and care. Like I'm always very appreciative right. that they took the time to ask those questions right. and like talk about it because right. I think it did make a huge difference. Yeah. So the reason why I actually got into that very first screening of the rough cut of the film, yeah. it was uh, Cape was in talks with Warner Brothers to like talk about the diversity of the film. Yeah. The reason I got in was because of Marvin, my oh. my producer. Who's so he, right here? Yeah. yeah. Hey, so he actually entered a lottery to get into that screening because I think do you want well, you should come on the microphone but I want to know the whole yeah. story but that's how I got in so it's like funny because Marvin's always like keeping an eye out for Asian American sure. everything like honestly in a lot of ways more than I do sure. and like we all like I don't know it's just like I like it because that story means a lot to me because he always is I turn to him to be like what what do we need to like keep on our radar what do we need to know what do we yeah. need to be and it's like He's just a great resource. So yeah. Thank you, Marvin. Yeah, thanks, Marvin. And he shared that ticket with me. He could have brought, like, anybody else. And also, like, it's, again, look, uh, this is whatever. This is pretty, it, I don't know. It, it, it's a little, it feels a little, I hope I don't sound disingenuous <laughs> saying this, but, like, uh, you know, we, we, the cast got promoted a lot um, from the movie because, <laughs> We were like, you know, acting in the movie and all that. But a, a lot of people did a lot of work to make it good, mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. um, not least of which is a lot of community organizers and people got behind it. And people contributed to the actual storytelling, which is what mm -hmm. your feedback actually did for them. The storytelling and marketing. So, so, you know, shout out to all those people um, who actually did that, all that stuff. You know, a lot of work by a lot of people who remain nameless for no real personal glory so yeah. you know no glory but a lot of like fulfillment <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I, I certainly hope so you know yeah because I'm, really I'm not cool. because I'm not sharing my money or fame with any of you people so well I get a I'm, selfie I'm with joking. you Ronnie yeah, yeah. I, mean, I get a selfie so yeah, that's dead, in the verbal contract it's on this tough now. room man <laughs> your producers not giving me anything <laughs> Um, okay, can I go pivot personal? Because I'm really curious, and I don't know if you ever please. get asked this, so if you don't want to answer, you're fine. Yeah, but I'm just curious to know how you met your wife. Oh, I met... Because you're talking about love, and you're talking yeah, about yeah. sacrifice, you're talking about yeah, yeah. giving up dating and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a very big theme here on my podcast, oh, yeah. first of all. <laughs> because like, I think there's there, no one gets bored of it. Everyone loves to understand <laughs> how things happen, the challenges you had to overcome. And yeah. I think the life of a stand-up comedian who moved from, you know, from Malaysia to the States, yeah. to Australia, back to the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a crazy journey. And like you yeah. have a very unique perspective on all of that. Right. I'm actually Mal Malaysian, moved to America, moved back to Singapore, moved yeah. to Australia. Singapore, then to, to Australia. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, met, I met my wife in, in law school. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so I've known her a long time. Yeah. And... Um, we didn't get together until I was about to leave law school. Until we were about to graduate. How dramatic. Yeah. And then, this um, is the K-drama. 
<laughs> Australian. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know I was going to move or do comedy. We just got together at the time, and then I started doing comedy, and then... Um, she stuck by you. No, we broke yeah. up. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah twist, we broke up twist, for a while. Twist. Okay. Yeah, we broke up for a while, and it was that was like when it was just pure grind. It was like just a breakup, and then we got back together, and then... Um, you know, things for me in Australia start picking up a bit. Um, I mean, I actually took a pay cut to move to America. Okay. To do it because I was actually doing okay in Australia. Like, Got it. Um, in terms of, I, and again, it was so, it's so interesting because in Australia, this isn't about love anymore. It's about <laughs> business again. But in Australia, like I was getting, I was doing okay. There's a whole generation of Australian comedians who we did it without television. Mm-hmm. We just did live shows we were just doing live shows all the time so we, yeah. didn't, we, we, we couldn't get on TV to save our lives uh, you know uh, no real place to put us we were kind of like alternative you know not mainstream voices or faces and which kind of suited us great for stand up yeah because that's something you know stand up is a little subversive it's supposed to be a little subversive and edgy and you're like on the fringe you're like you're not you're not yeah, in well, the middle of it you're like looking in yeah, on it and, and making fun of it giving your what, two cents and, and yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that we w- that was what I was doing in Australia. And then, you know, I'm skipping by a lot of drama here, but basically, yeah, we... Oh, there's I know, drama. I know you want to like hear the, the drama, the but... Uh, Not necessarily. I, I, I'm, like, curious to know, like, what were... Because I think there's a lot... I think career, I mean, e- whether you're a stand-up comedian or whether you're you're working on Accenture, right? Yeah. There's a lot of different opportunities that come up and choices. It's uh, like, well, what do you prioritize in your sure, life? Yeah, and yeah. how do you make those choices? Because people, you know, there's always that balance of, like, how do you define success? And yeah, how do yeah. you... Are you chasing the money? Are you chasing your purpose? Are you chasing, you know, the yeah. one? Yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. those are those are really real things because sure. they will define you know yeah, yeah. a good portion of your life totally and, and maybe find success financially or whatever but you're yeah, like yeah. I got like the one that got away yeah right? oh is that well no I'm just I'm just like, wait, no <laughs> well I've, I've, I've definitely had to like I've, I've learned a lot um, I was like the serial monogamous like I always had the boyfriend yeah. and so I feel like for a large portion of especially my 20s yeah. like I was doing me yeah. but always kind of with an asterisk right you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. and that yeah. was a really big thing for me to in my early 30s to figure out yeah. do i need time on my own to just do whatever i want to do yeah 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 because that focus right yeah, like yeah. and just that feeling of like am i truly independent or am yeah. i always like catering to somebody yeah. else which is kind of why breaking up was good for us we broke yeah. up for a few years oh for three years okay. yeah yeah and then um we tried yeah we were just doing our own thing did she pursue law yeah, yeah. She, okay. she, she's a she. She is a lawyer. Yeah, she actually passed the bar in New York recently. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, that's really hard, right? New York? Some, yeah, New York bar is pretty. Hard. I did it. I failed it. So <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard exam. <laughs> he failed the New York bar, and now he's a yeah. successful stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to quit my day job and go back to law. That's my your dream. Yeah, yeah my dream is vision. To, yeah, one day hopefully we'll okay. manifest it here on this podcast. <laughs> but you're basically like PK because PK is the same thing. Stand-up comedian. Well, the comedy and his wife's a lawyer. Oh, his wife's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like she's the one with the grown-up job. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> that's really cool though. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's amazing though to to go your separate ways and then find love again. I mean, sure, yeah, life's choices. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's yeah, it's very hard for me to open up about. It. I don't know how much she wants me to reveal, so I can't. That's all yeah. good. Yeah. Well, do you consider yourself like more of a realist or like a romantic? Like, do you have that side of you that like believes in like things are meant to be, or do you just feel like? Oh yeah, huge romantic. Yeah, okay, it's a huge romantic. Unfortunately, yeah, I got me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> 
It yeah. does. It gets you in a lot of trouble. It yeah. does. Yeah. I'm saying that's a problem with K dramas. It's yeah. a it's a liability. Yeah, you watch too much of uh, like even even just rom coms. You watch too much of that, and you think that's how it is. You know, mm-hmm. shout out Crazy Rich Asians. And then you don't uh, worry, he'll come chase you on the plane, <laughs> and he'll have his mother's ring, and he will don't. have his mother's fa- uh, money. I what? <laughs> well, that ring though, I just like I cried. Uh, Mar- I was like hitting Marvin. I was just like. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's we're such ours. suckers for that. Yeah, but that's why it feel. Dude, we all need feel good movies, man. Yeah, Have a feel good movie. No, yeah. you know it was. Yeah. Well, who's to say that that movie didn't? I mean, rom coms can be like, yeah, maybe it's like an altered version of reality, but it also could really inspire people sure. to be like, yo, my favorite movies were rom coms. No really? joke. Yeah, my favorite movies were rom coms. I got rom-coms? to meet all of them. Dude, I got to meet um the, the director. Who directed Rebel Wilson's latest movie, the one about rom com? I haven't watched that one yet. So the one with it, like it's like making fun, yeah, yeah, making fun of rom coms. And yeah. so I sat down with Todd, the director on that, and he he spent weeks breaking down every single rom com so he could make this movie, which was about breaking. What a job! Yeah. And so he and I were like just talking about rom coms. Love it the whole time. Yo, it, it's like uh, everything. Um, you've got Mail, when Harry Met Sally. Um, I I like I I think Wimbledon is a very underrated sports movie rom com. Is that that's Kirsten Dunst? It's Kirsten right? Dunst, Paul Bettany, great movie. Just, uh, he's, he's nodding he's his head. Enthusiastically, yeah. <laughs> yo, great one of the great movies, and just breaking down what makes them so fun. Yeah, because rom coms you can see them coming. It's it's tropey. Yeah, but it doesn't change when a good rom com can still but hit you're you. You're still there. You're can like still hit you. Yeah. <laughs> So there's something there, right? In terms yeah. of storytelling, there's, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. there's something there that if you do it right, it it can, you know, even what's his latest one? I'm very curious about the Seth Rogen uh-huh, one. Uh-huh. Um, the one with Sh- uh, uh, Charlie Charlie Theron. Theron, yeah. yeah, that one looks really fun. It, it looks and, interesting. I was yeah. like, what is this? I was yeah. so like thrown. So when it's done well, it's like I don't know, it's fun. You know? I mean, that's the purpose. Like whether it's like a thriller or rom com, but you go on a journey. Like if something's gonna happen, something's gonna change, yeah, and yeah. like, you, and you still don't know. Even if you like totally read the ending, yeah, what's the in between? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. where are we gonna go with this? Yeah, yeah. And I love that you said because my favorite uh, rom com is set in New York. It's when Harry met Sally. Harry met Sally. Yeah. I just thought it was so well written. Yeah. And like, there's just such good yes. chemistry between the two of them yes. and it's it cap it encapsulates that like classic. push-pull of like can we be friends yeah. but I love you yeah classic movie yeah, yeah. very uh, honest very honest yeah. yeah very also very um I mean, as far as rom-coms go, pretty realistic. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, no grand gesture. I mean, I mean, there's a grand romantic gesture at the end, but it wasn't like a grand like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, flowers. I mean, whatever, like Justin it. Timberlake in the whole like flash mob scene. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's a. Um, there's room for that, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you've got mail is probably the modern classic. I need to rewatch that. Yo. Killer. Dave Chappelle's in it for some reason. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's in it, yeah. and he does a great job in it, and. um uh, it still holds up for something that's so dated with the emails. Yeah. When the emails come in and the modem sound <laughs> comes on, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. But still holds up, you yeah. know? And there's something there. I'm, I'm trying to capture that again. There's something in the, that, like, uh, the energy. It's in New York, but is it in, like, happy New York? It's not, like, sad New York. And <laughs> There's so many versions. Yeah, yeah. I actually lived here for six weeks six, uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And I was going through some stuff. Yeah. And uh, I ended up, like, just bawling in the streets. And then what my... The f- it was like it was a guy guy oh, situation, oh, oh no. and I was just like sat down and cried. I was oh just no. it was a bad day, but like people, my friends are like, oh, but they're like, oh, you're a real New Yorker now. <laughs> <laughs> breaking like, down in the streets, breaking oh, down yeah. in the streets, and everyone's just walking by you. They yeah, don't yeah. even care. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It was like a silver lining, yeah. rite of passage. I will say about New Yorkers is that uh, horrible first impression uh-huh. 
terrible they make a terrible first impression but if you can talk to any new yorker for whatever reason if you end up talking to anyone for longer than 10 minutes uh-huh. if you can talk to someone for longer than 10 minutes best friends you'll become best friends i love them but i love new york yeah but that first impression is horrible it's the one of the worst rough first around the edges is yeah. like you know yeah but well, i feel like if you go in like expecting that or like not expecting yeah. like sunshine and roses yeah. and like a, you know like a fist bump from like some surfer in west yeah. coast like, <laughs> you're good yeah exactly Just temper your expectations people is what we're saying yeah <laughs> like, totally <laughs> we're all different yeah um Okay, and just to wrap it up, I, I can talk yes. to you forever, and it's, I can talk I, to you forever as well. Yeah, just it's, about it's, the movie and ev- what the what everyone did in that movie. You could talk about it. That could be, you know, you should release your own commentary track. Honestly, I would love to. Yeah. I would. Lo- I really want to get like Jimmy and Nora. Like I, it's it's been really really cool to see the evolution of everyone's careers. It's super inspiring, and to well, know that's so like much. very from a very real place of a, like a commitment to the craft I'm very big on that like you guys put the work in I know Jimmy was like working comedy clubs and like doing the right. used car salesman thing yeah. and like yeah. you know and Nora was like I met her through collaboration she yeah. was actually in the New York show yeah. when she was a YouTuber yeah. and I just like I know how hard that girl yeah, hustles she's crazy. Yeah. and she's, she has such an open heart and yeah. she's like very like wonderfully self-deprecating <laughs> like no she's amazing I yeah. love her yeah, yeah. and just whoever else I got to meet too like Adele even the writers like yeah, it's everyone, really really yeah. really cool yeah everyone was pretty uh, everyone's down to earth very, very much over themselves we were a bunch of um, in my opinion like very low profile mm-hmm. people in ter- not, sorry in terms of like we weren't like famous we were just trying to get the work done, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah. That's what my impression was. I'm a big thing of, like, it's cool, like, if that's the byproduct. And it's nothing wrong with, like, wanting to, like, be the best and, like, get the recognition for sure, that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if it's, like, do the work. Like, as my Asian dad, like, always in my ear. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Minji, if you're not going to, like, be great at it, uh-huh. don't, like, don't, just don't half-ass it. Don't half-ass it. It's also about, yeah. like, it's, that's his principle that he lives by. yeah. It was pretty obnoxious when I was growing up, right, right. but it's also like it, it 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 still holds up. And I'm at that age where I'm like, yes, you're correct. Yeah, don't have a, uh, I, I, that's a great motto. Don't yeah. have acid. Yeah. That should be your podcast title. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it might it might attract the wrong crowd. You, yeah, but <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 work on the branding. Right? Yeah, make make it half a ass. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like one bun. Work it into the the logo somehow. Yeah. I think it could you, work. You would have to go half the like top or bottom half. You couldn't go like side to side half because that's that would how, be different. Sense. Yeah, yeah. If you go top, you look like a plumber's crack. If you oh. go, yeah. Now I'm having like flashbacks to like lowrider jeans where yeah. like everyone had the plumber's right. <laughs> crack. That was such. A, I'm glad that high waisted jeans are a thing now. And like in New York, I'm watching all these people in like yeah. super trendy clothes yeah. pass me by. So we're we're doing better. It's like a good right. reminder. We're doing better as a people. Yes. <laughs> um. Yes, we're yeah. past that. Please don't bring it back because someone was trying to recently in like Refinery29 or something. And uh. I was like, stop. <laughs> um, curious to what you're like being back in America, being in the States, being a New Yorker now. Mm-hmm. Like what's your kind of like you get to do this da- daily with Trevor with like really great writers and really great talent who get to kind of recap on the state of the country, the world, like politics, yeah. society. Yeah. What are what are your thoughts on like where are we doing? Are we going to be okay? Do you feel like we're going to be okay? What's the work we got to do? Oof. You know you're in trouble when the guy says define okay. Uh, oh, that's true. Um, uh, I think one thing the takeaway from America is, as someone who's only been here for three years now, uh-huh. three and a half years now, is that you know we have a 
put politics aside, we have a very incompetent president. Regardless of your politics, he's yeah. just not a very good president. Yeah. Like, he's not very competent, in my opinion. Yeah. Regardless of what you think about the politics. Right. The competency is, mm-hmm. is I think, a, a, a serious question. Uh. And the fact that we have this chaos, um, you know, I, I think the fact that we have all this chaos and we're still here in New York sitting down talking and there's not riots on the streets yeah. and all that just speaks to the strength of the um, all the inefficiency of the American government system. <laughs> the separation of powers is so strong here yeah. that you can't like you can't really get that you can't fuck it up that badly mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. just because the, the separation of powers is too strong here. Right. So t- to really if you try to fuck it up, which to be honest, it's kind of it feels like that's what's kind of happening right now. A little now. bit. If you tried all out to fuck it up, you would still find it hard to do it. Yeah. You know, which um, that's reassuring. Yeah. Which is the I think the strength, also the weakness of America, is that mm-hmm. you, it's it's inefficient by design because they didn't want a strong government. The people who came here didn't want a strong government that could like crack down on people mm-hmm. so that's why change is so inefficient here. it's so hard to do changes yeah like in Singapore I think in Korea South Korea yeah. it's like just do it just yeah. build get a done, train stop done. arguing in fact if you argue you go to jail just don't <laughs> argue just fucking build, let's build a train let's do you know yeah. so things are going very quick very efficiently and here it's like you know it's a state system sometimes and sometimes it's a federal system yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's inefficient like we have the worst of both it's like when it should be a state thing we have it federally and then when it's federally we, you know we we should be a federal healthcare system we go no it's states right and yeah. so we have like the worst of both it's a little bit backwards yeah. or a lot of it yeah but yeah. but because of that um like we'll, like it's very hard to turn this place into like a a, a genuine uh like Des, uh, despot like um, mm-hmm. like tyrannical like chaotic place. Yeah, it's, it, it, it won't. It's there. There to checks and balances in place to prevent going yeah. that far. Yeah, that I, dark. I, 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 yeah, to go that dark. Yeah, yeah. but I think com- compared to, compared to countries that we actually know about. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, countries that literally some of us are from. Yeah, that we know. So, yeah. um, uh, but I, that that being said, I think that uh, you know it's. I, I, I wouldn't want to test that <laughs> Let's not lower even floor. Try. Yeah, that yeah. lower floor too much. I think four years of testing it is a good experiment. I mean, can we stop testing that? Is it a good, it's, a, it's a valuable experiment. I don't know if it's a good experiment, but yes. Yeah. Can yeah. we let's stop testing that floor <laughs> on how bad America can get? And, yeah. And like, <laughs> stop testing the Constitution on I'm how... done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Can we just get back to trying to... Do and the results right are no. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my only call out to people. Please. Go that's really that's a really it, interesting yeah. way to put it. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. I feel enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank it's you. very easy to get down on it. Yeah. It's very easy to get down. One hundred percent. And do you have any defense of America to the internationals? Because there's a pe- lot. Of, there's actually quite a few people. And Australia is fifth on my list of oh, countries that listen really? to this Who podcast. This? Yeah. And I was like, Shout what? Out what happened? Shout out to Australia. Any Asian countries that listen to? This? Yeah. Apparently, well, Korea is like hella low. The third country. It's it's U.S., Canada, then Japan. Japan like, listening yeah, to this. Shout so Japan's Japan. listening to this. That's interesting. Um, What's happening, Korea? Yeah. <laughs> represent. <laughs> love your sister. Yeah. Represent. Well, I can rip on it sometimes though maybe um, that's why uh, yeah the well, so what was the question <laughs> what would you defend the US like what do you love about it here? Um, I actually tried to do a segment on the Daily Show like about things America gets right oh, okay. and um, it does do a lot of things right like for example this is super nerdy but um, uh, the Department of Justice in the US government has a section dedicated to foreign kleptocracy and seizing funds which pass through American banks 
that are found to be the result of uh, foreign foreign kleptocracy governments stealing money from the people. Wow. And so the Department of Justice actually goes after the money, tries to get it back, and then it gives it back to the country or the people. It tries to give it back. And oftentimes, they recover, you know, I'm talking a fraction uh-huh. of what was stolen, you know, because uh-huh. these people, they'll launder it through, you know, Ferraris and Manch or whatever, however they're, you know, yeah. laundering it. But the fact that the Department of Justice cares enough to do it. That exists. That, yeah, that, that's that pretty... Someone's job. Yeah, that's pretty cool that they do it. You can, you know, you can argue, you know, whatever, America, world police and all that, which... But this isn't quite that. This isn't them going to another country to fuck it up. This is like, yeah. look, there's money passing through American banks that we think is stolen. Mm-hmm. We're going to prove it. Mm-hmm. And if it is stolen from governments, not from in private citizens, governments right. stealing money from their people, yeah. like, we're going to seize it and give it back to the people. That's like a... There's no motivation to do that. If yeah. you were pure, if it's pure capitalism, I don't think there's a motivation to do that other than, you know, wanting to have a, you know, safe and, and law and order in your yeah, country. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so I think that's a pretty cool thing. That I is mean, really cool. I did yeah. not know that that existed. Yeah, and that's a very nerdy thing and no one cares about that. But let's just no, say, okay, iPhones. Care. America <laughs> make, gave us iPhones. Yeah. They gave I us grew up in Cupertino. I, I grew up oh, in yeah, T- Cupertino next to Steve Jobs. I didn't know that till I was 18 because yeah. I'm ignorant like you're, that you're born from the apples born privileged <laughs> and like next door neighbors of Steve Jobs and did not know or care <laughs> and that's what happens when you're privileged and you just you're in an environment where you get to like have all the nice things and you just take it for granted so yeah. it's good to like sit back and recognize like no these sure. are things that we get to have on the daily that yeah. other people don't and it's again to yeah. to no one's benefit except for the fact that yeah. like someone's working to do that for you sure yeah and also cookie dough ice cream America. Okay, yes. Cookie dough ice cream. All killing right. it. America. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, kleptocracy and cookie dough ice cream. There, I like the balance. America. Yeah. We have a good good balance of, yeah. of, of wins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ronnie, so much for taking the time no to problem, hang out man. with me here yeah. at Canal Street Radio. Shout out Canal Street Radio. Shout out Canal Street Radio. This is a Canal really Street Market. Good. Come Canal hang Street out here. Market. There's a legit hangout place. There's, there's food. There's like a cool uh, independent art, uh, uh, independent uh, fashion design it's amazing all, yeah, There's, it's in the subway system too I was almost late to this because I wanted to stop and buy jewelry yeah. I, like, I gotta go talk to Ronnie I have to go yeah, thanks but for, oh like yeah, and thank, it's an independent artist again thanks for thanks for speaking to me and thanks for always uh, you know being such a cool supporter of the stuff that you know everyone's making it, always yeah very positive it's it's great it, it, will de- it feeds mine so yeah, like now it's yeah. my turn to like I gotta I gotta put my fingers to the yeah, yeah. I've been talking about like writing stuff or like making things so it's good to be around people who are doing stuff because it makes you like, you don't want to be the loser that's oh. not, not doing it. Like, I love your work. I want to do it, but uh, I haven't. It's uh, been seven years. Uh, Where is the thing, uh, Minji? Well, no, that, look, look, hey, we're all, we're all working on stuff. It, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I, me, same here. Same here. With all like, work in progress. Yeah. We're yeah. all work in progress. Yeah. Where can people follow you? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Instagram. Let's yeah. do Instagram. Way is, more, is it? It's a way more positive medium. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, can you really, how, when you get, you're so into jujitsu too. That's Dude, really cool. Oh, I don't know. We got enough time. Marvin huh? wants to get, get the hell out of here now. But uh, <laughs> uh, my wife has, ban me from speaking about jiu-jitsu because I won't shut the fuck up about it but uh, I started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu last November I, I'm, I'm a, I was a Wing Chun guy for years I did Wing Chun for like seven years wow. um, I, I have this weird Wing Chun injury a shoulder injury that I, I, I cannot do Wing Chun anymore but I literally can do everything else except for Wing Chun um, so I started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu last November oh my god the best thing ever it's like, it's like now I feel how 
people when they discovered yoga in the early 2000s <laughs> it's your the yoga the exact same thing it's yoga for guys or girls as well yeah. I mean I'm just saying it's yoga for like aggressive people and um, give it a shot <laughs> the cardio great cardio mental health benefits which I did not expect ever since I started doing jujitsu completely stopped arguing online Oh, 100% stopped 100% stopped arguing online yeah does so, it feel like you got your aggression out or yeah, like you, aggression you, you out. process a lot during the yeah all the aggressions out you're too meditative, tired to argue uh, cardio yeah uh, meditative for sure also when if you travel a lot for work like I do every city in the world has like at least eight good jujitsu schools so you yeah. can always drop in it fits my hours perfectly you know and on weekends you go jujitsu in the day you do the shows at night that's really um, cool weekdays you have to do the you know jujitsu usually it's like nighttime hours so that kind of you know messes with me a bit but uh the yeah i cannot recommend enough that's go, amazing go jujitsu yeah it's side note a uh, shout out to marion lee marion's my friend through collaboration she used to run chicago but she got into brazilian jujitsu yeah, she yeah. went to brazil to like she started competing yeah so great. she's doing like she's one of few women that are doing it. she's obsessed with it yeah it's it's a real addiction and she, well, yeah. she she's also a creator like a yeah so she's actually doing like hosting and traveling oh, and like yeah. all this stuff and she yeah. she she's from the insurance world oh, right, right. but like completely you know yeah. like wants to pursue creativity but like yeah, jujitsu lifestyle. It's it, it's, That's really I can't, cool. Yeah, can't recommend it enough. Um, if whoever anyone out there, let's go fight sometime. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. Ronnie's down. Yeah, shout it's out an to open fighting. invitation yeah. to do to, to <laughs> fight. Yeah, I'll fight. He'll fight yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and uh, shout out to Marvin Yue. Thank you for producing and always being down. For first of all, and shout out to Aquafina for use of her song "Yellow Ranger" for the intro and outro. Hey. hey, you can find first of all on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, and check out the other Asian American podcasters and storytellers. They're amazing. We love you. And yeah, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. I hope you have a great. Great I just said week like three times in a row. All right, yeah, have a great week. Bye guys. This is Taz. And this is Zara. And we are the Good Muslim, Bad Muslim podcast. It is a show about being two Muslim women in America. We talk about pop culture, the pork lobby, periods. And we talk about Islamophobia, patriarchy, and smashing white supremacy. It's a range. Download the Good Muslim, Bad Muslim podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Or at goodmuslimbadmuslim.com. <laughs>